Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you all for tuning in today. Please forgive my voice. Turns out I have COVID. Somehow I managed to avoid this for the past three years, and I'm usually late to all the trends, so this feels on brand for me to be fashionably late. Um, But before I even jump into the topic for today, I want to take a moment to ask you all that if you get value out of the Unblocked podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. This helps ensure that others experience the value of this podcast. So I thank you all in advance for taking the time to do that. All right, now let's get into the topic for today. I want to talk to you all about the power of good enough to overcome the grip of perfection. So honestly, it kind of makes sense that I'm recording this on a day that my voice is actually just good enough. Earlier in the week, I mean, really, I've taken off like five days and I'm just kind of like tired of doing nothing. Um, but there was there were points earlier in the week that I could not have recorded this. And now we're at the place, it's not perfect, but it's good enough. So this, again, feels another on-brand moment for us. Um, but as Brene Brown, our friend Brene once said, perfectionism is not the path that leads to courage, but rather the straight jacket that keeps us small and stuck. And I used to actually have a post-it in my office at work that said, recovering perfectionist and aspiring good enoughist. So today we're going to explore that path, the path towards good enough and the path towards embracing our new qualities of maybe good enoughness. I'm just going to keep making up words, good enoughness. I don't think that's a word. But anyway, before we dive in, let's take a moment to reflect on the definition of perfection. It's not about striving for excellence or setting high standards. Rather, it's the belief that you need to be flawless in order to be worthy, to be worthy of love, acceptance, and belonging. And this usually ends up robbing yourself and the world, actually, of who you are and what you have to offer. So we can use the example of we'll call her Susan. Susan's a talented artist who dreamed of having her own art exhibit or exhibition. And she spent months creating beautiful paintings. And then every time she approached a gallery, she was paralyzed by fear. Her belief that her art wasn't perfect enough, it wasn't ready to be showcased, held her back and it kept her paintings hidden from the world. Not to mention the self-critical narrative consistently running through her head. And here's the thing, Susan's experience isn't unique. Many of us struggle with perfectionism in different aspects of our lives. It can be in our careers, relationships, or even with ourselves. We become trapped in this never-ending cycle of self-criticism, doubting our abilities, and fearing judgment from others. So the first step in overcoming perfectionism is recognize it for what it is. It's actually an armor that we put up to shield ourselves from vulnerability. And let's pause here for, um, for a moment so we can also define vulnerability. Here are a couple definitions I pulled. One is vulnerability is susceptibility to a negative outcome or the state of being unprotected from some type of danger or harmful experience. And another excerpt said, vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. It's that unstable feeling we get when we step out of our comfort zone or do something that forces us to loosen control. So none of that sounds great. So it makes sense that part of us would want to avoid that. But when we avoid it, we miss out on what's on the other side of it. 
on the other side of embracing vulnerability is acknowledging that we're human. And it means that we're inherently imperfect. And it's realizing that being perfect is not, it's actually not a prerequisite for love and belonging. But when we have this depth grip, death grip on control and we spend our time and energy aiming for perfection, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to experience being seen, supported, accepted, and even celebrated in our imperfection. So I'm sure you're asking yourself, how can we shift from imperfection to good enough? I'm so glad you asked. Let's talk through some tips to support you on your journey. One is embracing imperfection. (laughs) Sounds like self-evident, right? So letting go of the unrealistic expectation of perfection and embracing the beauty of imperfection is where we want to start. Recognize that it's through our flaws and our vulnerabilities that our true strength, our true identity can shine. Imperfections are not inadequacies. They're reminders of our humanity. And when we remember our humanity, we, we just might feel that sense of connection that we're looking for because like turns out we, we're all human. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about all my yogis out there. Many of you, if you've ever done yoga, you've experienced at the end of a yoga practice, it often ends with a bow inward and uttering the word namaste, which loosely translates to the divine in me sees and bows to the divine in you. And while I love going to the highest version of me and acknowledging the highest, most evolved version of you in another person, there's also value in the human in me acknowledging the human in you. Maybe we need a word for that. Um, I actually did a group recently called, and I called it, I'm so happy to know you. And we focused on getting to know all of our parts, even the parts that we try to hide from the world, the parts we try to change, improve, and perfect. And since I love acronyms, I referred to this group as ISHKI. So maybe we can start a movement. Maybe um, when we want to honor and acknowledge the beautifully flawed humanity in ourselves and others, we might nod or bow with the utterance of ISHKI. I'm so happy to know you. My fleshy, imperfect human self sees and acknowledges your fleshy, imperfect human self. I kind of like that. We might just be onto something here. Perhaps the next time your significant other is getting on your very last nerve or your kid is having a full-on meltdown in the middle of the grocery store, you might silently whisper, Ishki, a gentle reminder that your humanity is welcome here embracing the imperfect human parts of ourselves and nodding to those same parts and others actually helps to create safety and connection around our realness, around our lack of perfection, which gets us closer to what many of us are seeking, which is acceptance, belonging, and connection. So another skill to practice releasing perfectionism and embracing that good enough-ism is practicing self-compassion. Be kind to yourself when you stumble or fall short of your expectations. 
treat yourself with the same compassion and understanding that you would offer a close friend. Like, remember that self-compassion doesn't mean excusing bad behavior. It means giving yourself room to learn and grow. So take an opportunity to extend that grace that you, you know how it is with your, your best friends. You're like, it is so easy to advocate for their highest good, right? Like they think they messed up and you are like full force going in, trying to convince them of all the areas that they nail it in their life. So this is just a practice of turning that inward, turning that towards yourself, practicing some self-compassion. And a related skill is embracing feedback. Instead of hearing feedback and criticism, view it, or maybe instead of hearing it as criticism, view it as an opportunity for growth. Constructive feedback can help you see blind spots and improve. I actually think that that's one of the biggest values of of coaching. I I often, you've probably heard me say it on here, I'll say, like the photo can't see the frame. Like we have blind spots. There are things we can't see when we're inside of it. So there's value in people being able to offer us constructive feedback. And it's much easier to receive that feedback when we remember that that kind of feedback is about the work. It's not about your worth as a person. All right, so another key piece in this process towards um, good enough is redefining success. Challenge the notion of success being tied to perfection. Success can be found in the effort. It can be found in the courage and the resilience that you put towards your endeavors, regardless of the outcome. And success is also found in creating more of what you really want, which may not actually be perfection. So this came up recently in a client session, and one of my clients noticed that her perfection brain was saying she needed to cut her walk short with her girlfriends so that she could get home and have plenty of time to make sure everything was prepared and in place for a dinner party that night. But she noticed that she'd rather have an okay dinner party and spend more time with her friends. Like she would rather have that quality time than cut time than cut short um, the experience that she was having, um, the quality of life that she was having by being able to have luxurious freedom to take a walk with her girlfriends without needing to rush off in an effort to make sure something turned out perfectly. And so my homework to her was to identify all of the reasons and ways that quote unquote good enough is great for her. And this is important because doing good enough, it feels like an assault on your perfectionist nervous system, right? For all of the perfectionists out there, you know what I'm talking about. It feels like nails on a chalkboard. You see one, like you see one error in a paper, right? There's these one grammatical error. You see one plate out of place and you can viscerally feel that. So it's really helpful to intentionally look for how good enough benefits your life. So I told my client, think of good enough as currency. What does it buy you? And she came up with things like it buys her time, mental real estate. She's able to free up some mental real estate that she would use on perfection and free it up for things that actually matter to her. It bought her ease. It bought her the ability to focus on things that she actually wants. It bought inner peace and calm. It bought reduced expectations and reduced stress and more quality time with friends. 
So the perfectionist part of your brain will say good enough equates to slacking. Good enough equates to a decrease in quality. So it's helpful to be intentional in highlighting how good enough actually increases your quality of life. Got to call out those specifics. All right. Another skill on the path to becoming a good enoughist is practicing gratitude. Gratitude is a powerful antidote to perfectionism. It helps shift our focus from what's lacking to what we already have. Take time each day to reflect on the things you're grateful for, including your imperfections, because those are the things that make you uniquely you. And I know it sounds trite, and maybe I should have started it out by saying that before I talked about gratitude. I know the whole gratitude thing, it sounds trite, but for anyone who has a gratitude practice, you know the value of this. I love, one of my clients actually shared a great example to illustrate this, and she was talking about, she used this example of, imagine there are two runners about to start a race. And one runner is thinking about all the times they lost and the crowd booed and how the weather was terrible. And then you compare that to the other runner who's focusing on past wins, progress that they'd made so far, the skills they have to make this a great race. Who do you think is going to have a better experience in that race? All right. And the last thing I'll touch on today is creating a supportive circle. Surround yourself with people who appreciate you for who you are and who value vulnerability, raw realness. Share your struggles with trusted friends or seek professional support to help you navigate through the challenges of perfection. Not only does this provide a feeling of support, this helps you feel supported, but also it normalizes imperfection and good enough. It's so important to expose ourselves to people who are out there doing the things that we aspire to do and having the experiences we aspire to have or aspire to have who aren't doing it perfectly. So remember, perfectionism might give us a sense of control, but it also robs us of the joy and spontaneity of life. Embracing the concept of good enough liberates us from the prison of perfection, allowing us to connect more deeply with others and with ourselves. I hope you found inspiration and encouragement today and anything that I said that helps you maybe let go of perfectionism and embrace the beauty of good enough. And as we close... I encourage you to take a moment, take a moment to reflect on an area of your life where perfectionism might be holding you back. Imagine what would be different if you were able to turn down perfection, even 5%. If if the perfectionist brain was just 5% less loud, like imagine what could change in your life. This is the kind of work I do with my one-on-one clients. So if you're ready to release the grip on perfectionism and delight in the land of good enough, I'm here for you. Stop by jessicasmorrow.com to set up a free consult so that we can explore what your life would be like with even a little less perfectionism. I look forward to working together. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.